I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Bottom line, it gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need all in one place. In fact, over 21,000 companies are using NetSuite right now, so you'll be in great company right alongside them. So let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com school. How much do I want to follow up? Well, it depends. How are you doing with your follow-ups? Like, you know, for example, on Wall Street, you get a guy on the phone. We use the two-call system. Call you the first time. I want to send you out some information and get back to you next time I'm making a recommendation to my core client base. Sound fair enough? They say yes. You call them back two weeks later. You get him on the phone. If you recall, we spoke a few weeks back. I sent you some information. If you got 60 seconds, I want to share an idea with you. They say, great. You say, name of the company, XYZ company, right? And then you pitch them a stock and you say, and believe me, you'll be very, very impressed. If they don't buy on that call, they never buy. <laughs> That's it. It's all, you have a one shot. They'll give you, let me think about it. Let me call you back. I need three days. It's a bad time. You got one shot. That's that sort of industry. Wall Street, you get one shot. Then there are other industries where actually it typically takes three calls, maybe even four sometimes, because there's multiple decision makers involved. It's a longer sales cycle. It's a complex integration that's needed, so they would need to do some investigation. So, so it, it's industry specific, right? Well, you've just found out something about your industry that if they don't buy on that first call, they never buy. Well, pretty much never buy, right? That means you need to take them to the mat on that first call. However, what you don't have to do is you don't have to piss them off. In other words, the, one of the mistakes I think that people make with straight line or in anything that they try to close is that they think that to exert pressure and to box someone in as the phrase goes to not you know hang up the phone with the second or third objection and keep going right until. There's just, you know, there's just simply no way, right? You can do that without pissing someone off. You can do that in a way that is lower pressure versus higher pressure. And, you know, we have these exit ramp language patterns that they feel pressure, they're acting pressured. You know, what do you say when someone's feeling that way? How do you handle someone who says, listen, buddy, I'm like, I'm told you, I'm really, I'm starting like, either I'm starting to feel pressured or like I told you, and they start getting pissed off. How do you handle yourself, right? Because I will tell you about, you know, in, in terms of Wall Street, at least, you, know, you could have someone, I would say five out of 10 times where someone said, listen, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of pressure here. They'd still buy if, if you did it the right way. Okay, so for example, one of the key patterns is, you know, listen, you know, sir, please don't misconstrue my enthusiasm for pressure. It's just that I know this is a perfect fit for you and I know that you're busy, I'm busy, and that will, if we don't, you know, do this now, we'll be like two ships passing the night, we'll never speak again, you'll miss out on the opportunity, and I don't want that to happen to you. In fact, let me say this, the true beauty is, and then I go back into another loop. In other words, maybe what you're doing is if you're pissing people off on the phone, it might be because you're answering an objection and then asking for the order again. They hit you with another objection and you ask for the order. You don't close that way. In other words, when someone gives you an objection, you have to loop back in. It's not the answer to the objection that closes the sale. It's what you say after that, the answer to the objection 
only has earned you the right to speak more. That's all. So if someone says, I'm, you know, it's not a good time for me right now. And you say to them, listen, I understand, you know, you know, you are expecting me to call you today and ask you to, you know, to, to do this right now. It's really a never good time, but we always have number one, enough time set aside for things that really matter. And we also have enough money set aside for those special situations that really matter in life. That's like an answer to the objection, right? Like that's like, you know, they said that you said, I understand you weren't expecting me to call you today. You weren't waiting around for my call. I know you're probably sitting around expecting to have to part with $12,000, say, then it's probably the money, okay? So the point is, you weren't waiting, and you weren't sitting around with a pot of money waiting for me to call just to, you know, write a check. I understand that, you know what I'm saying? The point is, is by answering that objection, then say, you know, but I know, listen, you know, but my, the, you know, my, my fear is that you're a busy guy, I'm a busy guy, you know, we'll be like two ships passing tonight, we'll never get together again. I don't want you to miss out on this opportunity, blah, blah, blah. That's an answer to an objection, Okay? If you were then to ask for the order again, you're going to piss him off because you're not doing it. By answering someone's objection, you're not accomplishing anything. All you're doing is earning the right to speak more. It's what you say after the objection that allows you to accomplish something, which is build certainty for one, two, or all three of the three tens. That's the point. So in other words, and then either lower action threshold or add on pain. So I really strongly suggest that you go through certification because all of this stuff would be very, I know what's going on. Like, you know, what you're doing, you, you get into this sort of cycle of objection, answer, objection, answer, and there's, you don't close that way. So in the certification program, right, and it's on sale right now because of the whole GameStop. I did a whole game, you know, this GameStop insanity. So I did a, uh, you know, I have this viral video. So I gave everyone a GameStop special. So I discounted everything, another 20% off. There was already a 50% off sale. And I put another 20% on for, for, the, for the sake of GameStop, right? But it's, it's a good time to buy it. But it's a very in-depth course. It goes through the module on looping. And this is really how you handle these types of situations. It's like, the more difficult close. What do you do, you know, after the person hits you with one objection, two objections? It's very easy to fall into the trap of sounding like a pushy salesperson. It really is. And once you do that, you know, you've really made it much more difficult to close, but not impossible. The better version of that is to have never gotten yourself into that position in the first place. So that's what looping really shows you. You know, when you're really using looping the right way, you're never, you're really seldom going to get that. And then even if you do, you'll know how to get out of it. But you have to, in this case, you've proved one very important thing that everyone should learn from here. There are certain sales, certain industries where if you don't close them on that first call, you never will. And there are many industries that it's not true. Part of being smart about selling is learning which type of industry you're in and adjusting your program and your scripts accordingly.